welcome back everybody. It's Terror and Tacos. I'm Christy. I'm Michael. And our lives have been in upheaval. A lot going on. A lot going on. Um, but, you know, we still make time to come and do the thing because we love it. We love the people. We love the people. <laughs> and we love the horror. Do you think anyone would ever say, you know what I think about Christy and Michael? They really love the people. Honestly, no. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think, think anybody so. would ever but say that. But we do. But we do That's love the, the people. Secret. Man, people come up to me all the time and go like, I know you don't like hugs, but... And I'm like... <laughs> I do like, where do you get the, I do actually like hugs. This is just like my resting bitch stance. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm always busy and thinking. Right. But a hug is nice from the right person. From the right person. Yeah. Don't come up and hug me if you see me in public. Right. Ask me first. Ask That's always first. good. Um, yeah. So before we talk about the movies we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about our tacos because this is Terror and Tacos. Mm-hmm. And we just did... An oldie but a goodie. We went to Tacos y Mas. Yeah. Um, because our lives are so busy. Right. Um, and we just got fajita tacos. Delicious. They're so good. As always. As always. Go to Tacos y Mas. They have Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Every taco is one ninety nine. That's amazing. At Tacos y Mas. And it's, it's the best. And, and again, it is surviving in an area. That is quickly gentrifying. Oh my God! Yeah, I you know I think you know fisticuffs are going to happen. Yeah, if, if, tacos it, if Tacos and Mas goes if, away, if, if it goes away, and next week we'll be able to talk about a new place. Yeah, that I'm we excited. Been to in yeah. an area of town that that is actually kind of far from us, so that'll yeah, be fun. So that'll be good. Uh, so today, well, I don't know. Like today started as we were going to talk about what we've decided to call <laughs> white intellectually elitist lady goes to the country and gets involved in shit that she shouldn't be getting involved with subgenre. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of those. Hey, man, and I love them. Me too. And I shouldn't say white. I shouldn't say white. I should say gorgeous blonde woman. Yes. Is what I... Because yeah. they always seem to be gorgeous blonde women. Yeah, I mean, it is... It's 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 the, the whitest of the white, really, Christy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're also going to talk about a new movie that we that Michael discovered on Net, is it Prime? Yeah, it was on Amazon. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later. But it's called The Hole in the Ground. Yeah, yeah. and it was it was one of those things randomly just saw it, watched the preview, and was like, oh, this is cool. Legit. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about both those things. I have a question for you, Michael. I will try to answer. Why do I like? White people. No, Crazy pagan stories about pagans and things that are older than than what we can understand. Why do you like those? Why do I like those? Like, why do I like stories about the bog and maypoles and I, wicker? That's a, it's a great question. I, um, I mean, part of it, I don't know, is I, I wonder if part of it is because... You, like uh, me too, but you specifically were raised in in the Catholic Church, and you're sort of told growing up that that's the only thing, right? Yeah. Like you always say, like if you ask the nuns questions, they hit you. They hit you. Also, I think that we were both raised, and most people are raised in religions that are male dominant, uh-huh. and so when we go to stories about the maypole and wicker and all that. <laughs> Um, we actually get to see uh, a religion or belief system in which women had real power yeah. that predates 
Christianity. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, I'm sure predates even Judaism, uh-huh. which significantly predates Christianity. Uh, and sadly, it's one of the only remnants of a female-led or female-dominated religious belief system. Right. And that's not to say men weren't involved. But they were very much involved, but they, you know, they were, uh, they worked in concert with each right. other, right? And we don't, in most, I don't want to speak for all organized religion because I, I don't know about all organized religion, but predominantly, especially in, in uh, religions that are popular here, they are, they are seldom female led. I mean, to the point where, God, man, the, I mean, the Catholic Church, like, like you can't have a you can only be a nun right Right. that's your only recourse if if you're a woman is to be a nun Um, and to run a school or something yeah you can't give mass you can't which is is so strange to me because even if you go back to like the medieval times Uh um you had like abbesses at the abbey and stuff like a lot of these women are the ones who who wrote down the history of the church who right. wrote rituals for the church right. and even that has gotten like swept away yeah there's a very famous uh mexican historical figure her name is uh sor juana ines de la cruz okay and uh she was a nun in like the 15 16th century and she was mexican and she came from a upper upper class family but she's a she was a scientist she was an artist she was an author a philosopher uh she was really she was like this crazy prodigy right Mm -hmm. and her only her only recourse like her only choice to be able to kind of like um do the stuff she to wanted do the to stuff do. she wanted to do, which was to be a scientist and a writer and an artist, was to join the Catholic Church and become a nun. Wow! Um, because otherwise, she would have been burned at sure, the stake as a heretic, as a or, heretic yeah. or a witch. So she married Jesus so that she could do all those things. Yeah, and she's little known. It's so odd to but me. I've, this is the first I've ever yeah. heard of her. And um, another thing I think that's interesting about sort of the the old ways uh-huh. is. There seems to be uh, knowledge is good. Right. Learning is good. Right. Understanding the world around you, especially nature and things, is good. Right. Whereas in a lot of, like, real organized religion, knowledge is actually not right. a good thing. It kind of touches back to what we were talking about in the last episode where when science and religion and art kind of, like, parted ways. Right. And uh, this idea that... that I mean, good Lord, if you, good Lord. Good Lord. I mean, if you look at the, the, you know, the story of Genesis, it's, it's eating from the tree of knowledge that gets them in trouble. Right. And like, to me, there's a way to look at that and say like, you know, the serpent actually was trying to fucking help them and right. God got pissed when they learned stuff. Right. Um, he would have preferred, you know, the whole sort of ignorance is bliss take. Uh huh. And I think with a lot of the like, like pre-Christian religions, ancient religion, whatever you want to call it, pagan religion, knowledge is is power. Right. Um, so I don't know. Maybe. 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 It's also super cool. It's also super it's cool, also man. It's super cool. Because you're dealing with like some badass shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some badass shit that nobody understands. And which... it's funny because even like my favorite parts of Christianity or Catholicism are... The mysterious yeah, parts, the, right? Yeah, the mysterious parts. And the... And the, and the 
the truly mythological parts. Like, right. I've always been fascinated. Like, you know, we're generally named after saints, right? Mm-hmm. You're named after Christ. Yes. Um, but I'm named after St. Michael, the Archangel Michael. Like, I'm named after a dude who never existed who never in actually, human yeah, form. Exactly. And is this, like angel who led an army and in my mind i'm like that's like lord of the rings level shit i'm into that (laughs) yeah Um, it's the more day-to-day stuff that i'm not i was always more fascinated by in when we you know in church like when when the priest turned his back to us and did like right said some shit in latin Latin, and then i was like oh what is he talking about i want to know that Mm -hmm. um yeah so okay so i i guess we can do you want to start talking with the hole in the ground yeah because i think it also goes into it in what you're what you're talking about i think it's a a very sort of modern take on an ancient right. belief system right? right so it's 2019 the hole in the ground it's an irish movie uh directed by lee cronin and um michael texted me and said this trailer looks legit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. It's so funny because I think we were watching it at the exact, exact same, same time. time. Yeah. And Which rarely ever happens. The, yeah. Um, and I turned it on and the A24 logo came yeah. up and I was like, all right, all right. this is going to be good. Um, and uh, so just a brief synopsis, young woman uh, moves to the Irish countryside uh-huh. with her eight-year-old son. Um you kind of learn that there she's having problems with her husband. Uh, is, so, yeah. yeah, so much so that like he seems like he abused her. Yeah, she's got this scar on her forehead. Yeah. Uh, so she has to move to the country, make a whole new life, and she takes her son with her. And um, th- their house <laughs> is right on the edge of a forest. Which is something we all, we come back to a lot. All the time. I think I texted you. I was like, oh, he's running yeah. into the tree line. No good can no come of this. No good can come of this. They never learn. And we learn early on that the little boy has a fear of spiders or bugs or whatever. Yeah. And the mom has to catch the spiders for him. And then that comes back later in a very creepy way. And in the forest, uh-huh. there is a giant hole in the ground. It's not like, oh, it's a little hole. It is a this massive, like, crater. I was wondering, do you think that that actually exists? I have no idea. And, like, the writer was like, I'm going to write about, I, I'm going to write this I need to look that up. Because, you know, there are, because later on in the movie, they, they when they go to the talent show for the kids, and the kids are singing about, there's a hole in the bog, mm-hmm. and the tree in the bog, or, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of Irish... Stuff about a hole in the bog, man. A, I, yeah. yeah, there are a lot of you know songs about, about bogs and holes and, holes. and trees and the earth is not necessarily as solid as we might no, think. No, yeah. no, it's not. It's not. And so yeah, so at one point the little boy gets upset because the dad's not there, as a little kid would when uh-huh. their parents are getting a divorce. Um, and um, he runs off into the forest, and she goes after him, and she finds this hole in the ground, and then she finds the little boy. And, um, yeah, but before that, they meet this woman. They meet a woman. This is the the text that you sent me. The text was like, this opening is is legit. legit. And it was. So they're driving to their new home and, um, like suddenly (laughs) this figure appears in the middle of the road, right? She has to swerve to avoid hitting it. Yeah. And so they have to stop and it's like forest. And uh, she gets out. It's very fairy tale like. Oh she's yeah, like, I fucking love that. Definitely. And she's in this like robe. In this weird hood, yeah. right? And she goes up to the 
person and they're like whispering to themselves or whatever we learned that this is the crazy old lady of the town yeah the, i mean Maureen. the the, the late yeah she's she's the yeah. she, that's how they describe her yeah that's how they describe she's her the crazy old lady who lives by the bridge right which is very fairy tale-esque or right? is she crazy right exactly right um because after after they see the hole in the ground right our our protest Sarah, who's mm-hmm. our main character, starts to see what she thinks are differences in her son. Right, little tiny differences. Yeah, that that someone well, even some says. Well, some are not so tiny. Some are not so tiny, but at first they are. Right, yeah. they're little things that someone even says like only a mother would, would even notice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also find out that the old lady had had similar feelings about her son. Right was sent away uh-huh. because everyone was like, she's, she's crazy. crazy. She came back and hit her own child with a car. With a car. And it was chalked up as an she's accident. She's nuts, yeah. yeah. Um, we get a sense that it was very purposeful. It was very purposeful. Yeah. And then once you start to see the differences in Sarah's son, Chris, mm-hmm. yeah. you're like, oh, she's not so crazy. Right. Noreen is not so crazy after all. After all. And 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 like you said, it starts off as these small differences and then some pretty fucking major, major things. Major, which were terrifying. Terrifying. The spider thing. The spider thing was terrifying. Later on, when she confronts him and what happens after she confronts he, him. He all of a sudden clearly has strength far beyond that of an eight-year-old child. Right. Like... He's able to, like, sh- he basically, sh- like, throws a table at her. Yeah. A large, like, shoves yeah. the, the kitchen table. And you're like, oh, fuck. Right. Um, and so you have this sort of, like, is she paranoid? Because she's also, like, having to take meds, she's, she's right? She's having to take meds because she's going through anxiety and stress. She just left her husband. She's got this scar on her head. She's having weird dreams. Mm-hmm. And so you get the feeling that... You know, when she goes to the doctor, after she notices these differences in the son, and she takes the son to the doctor and says, he's just different, right? That, you know, that she gets told what every woman is told right. when they go to the doctor and they say, I'm feeling stressed. And the doctor says, you're just crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, Aspen was like, I watched it. She really liked it. Because um, it's scary, but it's not. Like, right. you can watch it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, she was like, this is like, this is the 2019 equivalent of, she's hysterical. It's textbook. Yeah. It's textbook. Like, I, I have, you know, it is 2019. I have gone to the doctor and said, I'm feeling this way. Right. And the doctor says, you're just under a lot of stress. You're under a lot of stress. You right. work too much. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I, I'm, no, I'm telling you, something's wrong. There's probably wrong. some other shit going on. There's some on. other stuff yeah. going on. And uh, so she's, so you start to question, like... Is she really seeing the things she's seeing? Right. Or is she just because of the medication? And then she stops taking the medication. Yeah, she stops taking So you're like, oh, shit, is it because she's off her meds or whatever? Um, And everybody else seems to think the kid is great. Yeah, this kid's fine. What are you? He's great. Suddenly he's making friends. He's making friends, um, Um, which he was... Which he was unable having, to yeah, do. He was having trouble with at the beginning, and he's like, he's joined the talent show. Uh huh. All this kind of stuff. Sing a creepy old Irish murder ballad or whatever. <laughs> right. So then she decides, I'm going to find out. 
I'm going to figure it. Nobody believes her, basically. And everybody kind of kind of chalks it up to like, he's a boy. He's a boy. And he's yeah. growing up. Her friend who has kids who I think are a little older uh-huh. is like, this is this is what happened. Because she's like, do you ever feel like you look at your child and you, you don't know them? And the, 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 what's funny is that I have had I have had those feelings. I I imagine that happens. Yeah, right? it's like you know we were just talking about this that this this is also like a bigger metaphor for like, you know when you are a mom and your kids are growing and you're kind of like I don't recognize this person anymore. Like suddenly I was just I was just talking to a friend who has a toddler. And I said, so how's that baby of yours? And she said, he's no longer a baby. I walked into his bedroom and he was asleep on his bed. And his legs are longer. His arms are longer. He has a neck. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man. It's, yeah. It's weird when you're like, is this my kid? And then when they get a little older, they're just going to be dicks for no reason. Right. They, because, stop, they stop talking to you. Because puberty is terrible. Yeah. For like, for, for the whole of their their infancy and toddlerhood, you are the center of their universe. Right. And then they reach a certain point where they no longer want to talk to you. Right. And it's like somebody takes out your heart, I'm sh- throws it in the street, and fucking stomps on it. Yeah, And you're I bet. like, this is not my kid. And I remember, like, even when I was a teenager, like, 12 and then going into my teens, like, I mean, I was usually, I mean, I got along with my mother pretty well until I was, like, 14, I was a total fucking asshole, but, um, sorry, mom, sorry, mom. Uh, but like, yeah, there's this things like, I don't, I want to be anywhere that my parents aren't right. If that's at a friend's house, if that's riding around on my fucking bike, it's totally natural. Sure. It's totally natural, um, which is why I think they say to her, he's it's, just growing, he's growing up. up. It's fine. He's you're got just, new you're friends. Sensitive and you're going through a lot of stress. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, a normal boy. little boy. Um, but but she, no, no, dude. And then then some shit. So then, my one of my favorite fucking scenes in in the movie. She finds the old lady. Right. She's driving. She sees. Oh, yeah, she man. sees the oh, old lady. Shit. Oh shit! It looks like the old lady is like crouched over in her garden. Right. She finds her, and the old lady's head has been buried in the ground. It's creepy. It as is fuck. Such a fantastic. And creepy as fuck image. Yeah. And that's when That she, is like some old world pagan shit. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's when she's like, uh, some shit is going down. Right. I have to say also that this movie has one of my favorite British character actors, James Cosmo. Dude, he's so fucking he's good. He's so good. Who's also in Malevolent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Braveheart, right? And Braveheart. And like, he's, and he's every, in a lot of shit. He's in yeah. a lot of shit. Um, but yeah, that, that was creepy. So then she confronts him. She confronts Chris and she says, you're not my son. You're not my son, dude. You're not my son. You're not my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I love their accents. It's so awesome. It's so great. And he gets angry. Yeah, he gets real angry. He gets really, really pissed off. And and we cut to a scene where he is now digging a hole. Yeah. And and basically putting her head in the hole. Um, But what has happened is that what had happened what was had happened was that she had stopped taking her meds so you can extrapolate what you want from that and the kid falls asleep um and um she is able to she is able to wake up before she dies right, basically right and she goes and she says i'm going to go investigate this fucking hole yeah, in the ground because this isn't my fucking kid clearly right and now we can clearly like now we clearly see the physical stress regardless of how he's acting 
the that, physical that power scene, he has. Like the scene yeah. where she says, "You're not my son," and he gets pissed. That that was it was chilling. He, he beats he, the he beats shit her out of her. He beats her up, it's, and, and it's in it's, a way that no child could. Right. You know, and uh, especially because he's not. He's just like he's a little. Tiny. He's a little dude. Yeah. Right. And she goes down into the hole, and discovers what what is down there. Yeah. And finds her son. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Buried in the hole. Buried in the hole, and proceeds to rescue him and, and drag him back up but yeah. before she does one of those creatures that lives down there like begins to chase her I don't want to like give it away yeah and but and I have to say that I did I loved this movie a lot I thought it was a really good simple storytelling good acting it was beautifully art directed beautifully shot but at that point is where to me it kind of took a different turn I agree and I was like what are we watching now? Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it again, and we we come back to this time and time again. The the end, the right. end, and I actually liked the end end, which was very yeah, went back to sort of simple, right. creepy thing. It's that time, like the 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 end blah, talk, the sort of act three climax <laughs> yeah. in the in the whole like it becomes a different movie it becomes a different movie um, it, it, to me it almost becomes like a sci-fi yeah and or something like the descent right and and to me that's not as scary as what we've watched the entire the entire time i do think it's still definitely yeah, worth watching i think it's worth watching i think it's one of those really great movies of i'm going to the countryside to figure out my shit and yeah sh- more shit goes down and it plays on and i was i have my book of irish Folk tales. Oh yes, I, have I quite see few, that. I have quite a few books of Irish folk tales, do which you is like weird. Irish folk tales I love like Irish that? folk yeah. tales. I do. Uh, this one's called *The Leprechaun's Kingdom* by oh. Peter Haining. It has a really nice illustration of a leprechaun. Yeah, playing um, and it's for kids, but it's <laughs> it's it's dark as shit. Well, you know, stories for kids were yeah. dark as shit. They were not supposed to be sweet. And it plays on a sort of very popular Irish folk tale. Um, that I think has found its way probably into other folk, like mythologies as well, or yeah. folk stories as well, um, about what are known as changelings. And essentially, changelings in okay. Irish folktale are yeah. children um, that of the fairies, of the fairy folk, right? That the fairies they steal a human child and replace that child okay. with one of their own. Okay, now I understand. Um, and it even comes up in *Midsummer Night's Dream* briefly when they're right. talking about Titania. Like, has a line right. about it. Um, it says. Uh, Changelings um, can act, be actual fair, fair, fairy children, but are more likely to be old, possibly senile fairies disguised as children. Sometimes they can even be an inanimate object such as a log or wood bewitched so that it seems to be human. Um, the thing that's cool about this, I think, is a lot of us, I don't know if it's because of Disney or what, picture fairies as like these little sweet They're so wing. sweet. They're Dude, not. they are not. The fairy not. folk in Irish folktales and in Norse folktales f- yeah. are, it's, they're fucking dark, man. The fairies in, in Spanish folktales also, they're called hadas. Uh, in Spanish, a fairy is an hada. 
and they are not nice. They, yeah, and so they will steal your children this and all make, of these this things. This makes sense. I think this is a case also like Troll Hunter. Yes. Where like some of it is lost on us because we didn't super grow up immersed in that, in that stuff. folklore. But I can imagine, I can see like someone in Ireland, a kid in Ireland watching this movie and going, oh fuck, that's a that's changeling. That's a changeling. Yeah. And this is what they mean. And I had watched, I only, I mean, I know about it just from reading this stuff, but I know there's a really good episode of the podcast slash TV show now, Lore, where they talk about changelings and um, it was crazy because there was a time like it wasn't always children like in even in like the 19th this is insane in the 19th century Mm -hmm. um like early Uh 1800s there were a lot of instances in ireland um as like catholicism there was like and in the 17th century too the pull between catholicism and paganism that still exists in a lot of catholic people but there were a lot of things that like it was the first time women started to often make money on their own. Right. And so if a, there were a lot of instances when a woman all of a sudden, if she was really good at sewing or doing things like that, could make real money. Right. And make more money than her husband. Right. And so are these, there are these instances of men clearly dealing with some fucking ego issues saying, that's not my wife. My wife has been replaced by the fairy folk. Wow. And like there's one the story in lore is about this dude that ends up killing his fucking wife. And that was okay. It's yeah, and they're like, "Oh, it was the fairies, you know, blah blah blah." And it's like, "Oh, this is just a dude who can't handle the fact that his wife right is making more money than he right. is." You know that's where the word spinster comes from. And also like the witch hats cuz for for many 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 years beer was brewed by women. And, and they wore these hats, hats. To, to kind of like, that's a, a, a brew brew lady or right. whatever. And, and then somehow that becomes like a pejorative thing. Yeah. Oh, she's a spin. She's she, an old spinster. Well, the, and the spinsters were like, the spin, spinning was one of those jobs where women were super proficient. Right. And they could actually make a lot real of money, money. Real yeah. money. Spinning textile. Right. Like spinning yarn, you know. And they didn't need to get married. They could so survive on their they own. They could survive on their own. So women would would want to train to to spin. So they be, could yeah. self sufficient. And then it became pejorative. It became right. like, of oh, course. she's just, she's a just an old spinster. And it's because the women who who knew how to make textile didn't were have like, to have a husband. We're like, fuck you, I'm not gonna get married. Yeah. Why would yeah. you? And it's interesting to see like in that lore episode and other stuff, like that because of this like ancient folklore mm-hmm. you can just turn something that's clearly your own fucking ego issue and right. be like well my wife wouldn't dress right. like that my wife wouldn't ha- right. lord her money out. like whatever right and it's like she's a fairy she got replaced um it's fucking nuts and goes back to like i guess a lot of stuff we talk about on here is just like these really human issues that people can't deal they with. They can't deal with. So it becomes a demon or a fairy or whatever. Right. A ghost or... It's a, it's, it's a good excuse to, to kill your wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good... Because she it's make, a good... Because she makes more... Because she makes more money than you Aspen make. said... Instead of going, I'm going to sit back and enjoy yeah, this. Yeah, dude. Aspen was like, will you be mad if I make one? Many years she does, depending on what my work <laughs> is like. Um, if I get cast and stuff or not, she's like, would you be mad? Like, would you like, are you going to say I'm a changeling? I was like, I long for the day <laughs> when you make a fortune 
and I could just do this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> also, being married to a changeling, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, man. For real. Yeah. Um, like, to be married to a magic person, that's awesome. I, I used to, when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time on my own, Michael. Um, <laughs> I, for a while there, I did think I was Which a is amazing, because you have 47 siblings. I have 47 sisters, but, but they were already gone by the time. I'm the youngest of them, so... I spent a lot of time in my backyard alone making mud pies and witch soup. That's right. And for a long time, I just thought, I've, I'm a changeling. You're a changeling, yeah. I don't, I'm not from this family. And I mean, that was even something my grandmother, it's funny thinking about, I hadn't even thought about this. Some of my grandmother would say, she wouldn't say changeling. She would say whatever the Italian version of that is. If you were being a dick or she just wanted to mess with you, be yeah. like, well, you're not really part of you you were replaced you were dropped on our doorstep by right for us it was like yeah. the gypsies left you sure the, the gypsies, <laughs> yes, the left, gypsies you left, left you on the doorstep you're not really doorstep. ours you're not really ours i used to get told that too yeah um, my sisters used to say, say that, that to you. me it's that like was, you're not really ours my grandmother would say that and she thought it was hilarious and i'm sure my mother was like horrified by it <laughs> you know like you're gonna give them a complex um, but that's the hole in the ground and yeah. it's, it, it it's a lot of stuff we talk about that we like a lot edge of the forest once you go into the woods you're no longer in control control. there's something ancient there and another thing that i thought about while watching it is like troll hunter or all of the um like the scandy stuff man ireland itself is such an amazing backdrop and so again you have there's a scene at school that has a bunch of extras right right but other than that, you have a limited cast, very few sets, but you have these gorgeous An shots. Of, of like forest. My God, like when she's driving on the road and they pull up into that drone it's, shot. Oh my gosh. And I thought that exactly. I was like, like, I turned it on and I said, fucking drones, man. Yeah. And the shots you can get, you get. now. And with that's your scenery. Like yeah. if we do a drone shot, it's going to be like. Hey, there's the Chipotle. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like they pull back and it's just this vast Irish Green. countryside. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, beautiful. it's it's yeah, it's gorgeous. You said something, you texted me, it's one thing we should hit on. Dude, what about that musical score? Oh yeah. I I mean there was a point there where I was like, okay, this Lee Cronin is a fan of the shining. Clearly. Clearly, because there was like a little and it wasn't a bad homage. It was like a good, a good homage. homage to The Shining and ties in really well with like, we've gone to this place. Uh-huh. Out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere. And you are no longer who I thought you thought were. Thought you were. Yeah. And, um. Which is essentially yeah, which the plot is, of The Shining. Exactly. And it, I was, even, it was lovely. Yeah. And I thought that one shot going down the road was an homage. And then, God, he does a thing and I don't know how he did it. Uh-huh. Where you get the road and the forest and also its reflection. Oh, it's so, that was so great. That I, I was about to, yeah, that was so great. And it was all, all of these shots that were kind of tied into either holes uh-huh. or you are not, you're not seeing the thing you think you're, you're seeing. seeing. Yeah. Or you are seeing something in like a di- very distorted way. way. You're only seeing part of it. Yeah. I, he did some really yeah. great stuff. It was really lovely. Like you said, well acted. Uh-huh. The, the, the little kid was great. The kid was great. The, I thought the woman who played Sarah, all uh-huh. of them. Yeah. And then really the, sorry, what's the older guy's name? Uh, James Cosmo. He was, to He's me, like the, the only recognizable. Right. That doesn't mean... I'm Again, sure in Ireland, like they're on every Irish TV show or something. Yeah, but if but you like, see James Cosmo, you'll know exactly. Yeah, who we're he's like about. the one sort of international star, uh-huh. and he's God. 
that guy's face, like just Man, his face. Is I like, hope I look like that when I'm old, I know, and then I, I can just get cool roles. Right. Because you're like right. anything that dude says, you're like he fucking knows. I don't. Yeah, I and it's like he's always looked that way. It's so weird because he's an old guy now. Yeah. But like he's he's done a few episodes of this British murder mystery that I love, Mids- Midsummer Murders. Uh huh. And he plays a rock star, like an old rock That's star. That's badass. Um, but and and he looks like that except he's got like long red hair and a, cool. and a beard and he drives a big old Harley. And he has a fantastic voice. Oh my god, it's incredible. But then he's in. Stuff like since he's in in Emma and he plays like a really kind of like elegant country squire. Cool. And it's you know it's yeah he's he's, he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor. Um, that sounds so dumb. So yeah. So yeah. Hole, so go watch the whole hole in the, in the ground, ground on on Amazon. Yes, and it's really good. And be jealous that the Irish government supports film in a way that the United States government never ever will. Right. Uh. So this brings us to like the other side of. It's, I'm going to say woman because it's usually women. Yeah. Woman with problems that goes to the country. Uh-huh. Right? And I am I just have to say, I'm not even going to hide the fact that my favorite of the gorgeous blonde lady who goes to the country and gets involved with shit she shouldn't get involved with subgenre. Uh-huh. Is Skeleton Key. Mine too. Starring I Kate Hudson. Love Skeleton Key and starring Kate Hudson, which God, she was she was quite really young, she was right? and, and Jenna Rollins. Yes. Uh, oh my god. And Hal Holbrook. And Hal Holbrook and um John Hurt yes. is in it. And Scar one of the Scars Guards. Skarsgards is in it. Um Scorsgord. Scorsgord. So this is sort of a flip because in, in the hole in the ground um she, and, and movies like that, we have a woman who has no choice, right? She, yeah, she has she, she has no choice. She's in an abusive relationship. She does she has to get she has to protect her son. Yeah. So she goes, she falls into things she doesn't understand, but it's be, it's out of like action and right. power. And, and she figures out that she has the wherewithal to deal with what's with, going with what's on. going on. The opposite is gorgeous blonde. Gorgeous blonde. Goes somewhere she should have stayed the fuck away from. Right. And thinks she knows more than Ex- she does. Exactly. Exactly. And I love it. I love it because she gets it in the end. <laughs> in like the best way. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Skeleton Key... Man, you all, all got to get on this. Yeah, Come on. get on it. And it's like, I talk to people and I'm like, I like Skeleton Key. Like, it's a really kind of like low-key thing. And then somebody else will go like, I love that I love movie. It. How come nobody else loves that I, movie? The, and I'm like, I don't know. The craziest... My mom gave me Skeleton Key on like DVD a million really? years ago. Why? Yeah. Because she, she loves it. Um, Lorraine. She, yeah, Lorraine. Lorraine in her older age now uh, doesn't... Can't do horror like she used to. I don't know. She just. She did take you to go see the Omen. Yeah, yeah, and she used to be into horror. Um, oh, wow. She said now it just. I don't know. She's she's old. She doesn't want to yeah. deal with it. But yeah, she was like, Michael, you've got to see this movie with Kate Hudson. And I was like, okay, mom. And I put it on. I was like, Lorraine, this is the shit. Mom um, knows. Yeah, and it's Ma, it's, it's, it's so good. And so so Kate Hudson plays a hospice nurse. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who is not from New Orleans? She is not. But she lives in New Orleans, and she's one of those people that goes to New Orleans and decides, you know, she, I love New Orleans, and so I'm going to be from New Orleans. I'm a native all of a I'm sudden. I'm a native of New Orleans. You're not. You're not. And, and you um, don't understand the history you, of that place. And you don't understand the history of that place or how it works or where you can and cannot go, mm-hmm. right? And so she's she's kind of like, she's had it 
Oh, and the thing that she's dealing with is that she her father passed away yes. years ago, and she was not there for her father, right. and so she feels guilt. And this is sort of why she's become a hospice right. nurse, right? Right. Yeah. And so she decides she doesn't want to work at the hospital where she's working because they don't care, and it's corporatized and whatever, and all those things are true and good, and yeah. she has good intentions. So And she's very lovely. <laughs> she's Yeah, and she's absolutely gorgeous and wears flip-flops and low-slung. Yeah you know, um, blue jeans and tank tops. And um, she goes to, uh, she gets a job out in the country that has, that she finds an advertisement for in the paper. And um, she, uh, she goes to this place and she meets this woman and her husband and the lawyer. And the, the, the gentleman is in a wheelchair. He's incapacitated. He's going to die, and the and the woman needs help. Yeah, right? and it's one of those great, great movies where once you see it, right, and you go back and you, you see can it again, see it all coming. You can see it all coming. Every, everything that that the people say at the beginning, right. you're like, oh fuck. But on your initial watch, I think like most of us are convinced because also we've been shown a certain type of movie most of our lives right. that she's gonna go. She's going to figure it out. She's going to save somebody or help somebody. And that's not the fucking case that's at all. That's not the fucking case. They, they, you know, they, they've got her. They have made her from the beginning. beginning. Yeah. And they know exactly what they're doing, mm-hmm. where they're leading her. They, it's so good. It is. It's when, when you realize at the end everything that has been set in place. To, to make this happen. To make this happen. And so she gets drawn into... Again, uh, an ancient sort of belief system, right? Right. Yeah. So she goes to this house, and 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 the older woman, who's a white older woman, yeah. General, played by Jenna Rollins, and her husband John Hurt, um, who like has no. And the lawyer lines. is Hal Holbrook, right? No, it's the Skarsgård. Oh, Skarsgård. That's right. Yeah. Holbrook is. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's like the gentleman of the town. Right. Or, yeah. 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 Exactly. Um. She, they. They. They live in this mansion in 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 the country in Louisiana, and um, she says to her, she says to Skarsgård, the 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 lawyer, she's like, um, she's not going to understand the house. Um, uh, she doesn't have an accent. She's not from here. She's not from here. Um, and she's not going to understand and whatever, whatever. And Kate Hudson's like. Whatever. Blah, blah, right. Blah. I can do it. I can do it. Goldie Hawn's my mom. Right. <laughs> and so she gets the job finally, and they, she gives her the skeleton key, and she says, there's such, such and such rooms in the house. This is your key. I have mine. This works on all, all the doors the, yeah. except the attic. That room has never been opened. Don't and open we that. Just, we just don't go there. Don't go there. We've never been able to. We bought this house from a, an, a brother and sister. and Don't have a party in the mine. Yeah. Except don't have a party in the mind, Paula. And so then at some point, what happens? Of course. She goes up to the fucking attic and she tries to open the door and she gets it open. Uh-huh. And she finds a hoodoo room. Yep. What is a hoodoo room, Christy, for a those who don't know? A hoodoo room is a, you know, hoodoo is an ancient religion uh-huh. that is a mixture of Catholicism and African um, um, folk yeah. Uh, mysticism and all of the wonderful things that have come to a nexus in New Orleans. Yes. And it is a very real religion. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not evil. Right. It's just 
what it is. It is what it is. And a hoodoo room is a room <clears throat> where the hoodoo practitioner goes to uh, create their um, rituals. Right. And um, so she, but but somebody who doesn't know would go in there and be like, "This is witch doctor yeah. stuff or whatever," yes. and be scared or what? And, and and she doubts. And it's so like, it's so crazy because her roommate, Jill who is a very lovely, beautiful African-American woman who I never saw her again, but she's so gorgeous, and I'm always kind of, like, mesmerized by her. So she tells her, she says, so I found this room, and it had this, this, and that, and her friend Jill says to her, you find yourself a hoodoo room. Right, because she knows the history of the place. Because she's from New Orleans. Yeah. And she says, my aunt goes to this place, and, and I'll take you there, and they go, and then Jill says, that's where it is, and Kate Hudson goes, I'm going to go in there, and Jill says, I'm not going to go in there, and she goes, oh, you're scared. She's like, I'm not scared. And she goes, yeah, you are. You're scared. I'm never going to let you live this down. And she goes, I'm not scared, but I'm not going to go messing with it. Right. Because she knows. She knows. And Kate Hudson's like, I don't care. And then right. one of my favorite parts is where she goes into the hoodoo shop, right? And the woman who is selling roots, um, and she says, it's kind of like hypnotism, isn't it? Like, people don't have to believe it. They just think that they believe it. And right. the woman behind the counter is looking at her like, bitch, <laughs> bitch, get out of my shop. And she says to her, someone's been working roots on you. Yeah. And you think it's funny. Right. But then at the end, you realize, it's so true. oh, my God, the woman told her yeah. someone's been working roots on you. Yeah. And yeah, it's so great. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so wonderful. Yeah, it is. And the twist. And again, who you think you what you think is going to happen is not what's going to happen. Right. Um, and the, the twist. Are you going to talk about the twist at the end? I don't, I, <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go, talk yeah, about go it. for it. No, you do it. Well, it, it ends up that <laughs> it's. She's been the mark. Like, it's kind of like you said. She's been the mark the, the whole, whole time. time, and she's they've needed her right to yeah. enact this sort of final this ritual. ritual. So it's like back in the old days, they tell a really crazy story. Back in the old days, this this white um, like. I don't know, industrialists owned this mansion, yeah. right? And they had these servants who were black, uh, Papa Justify and Mama Cecile. Yeah. And they took care of the kids, but were also kind of like they took care of the house. And Papa Justify was a hoodoo priest. Right. And Mama Cecile was a priestess. And um, they had this plan. They did this ritual with the children one night. Uh-huh. And they replaced the children like they took the children's souls yeah and they put their own souls into the, the children in, into the children right and the the people at the party found out and and lynched basically papa justify and mama cecile right not knowing that they were actually, actually lynching the their children. children yeah and so the two children grow up and inherit this mansion. Yeah. But it's actually Papa Justify and Mama yes. Cecile, which is so great. So great. And it's been that way the and whole time. And it's been that time. way. So they, this is what they've been doing, like, for, for, for decades So now. they can live on forever. So they can live on forever. Together. Together. <clears throat> and they, they lure people in. And uh -huh. so now Jen Rollins and, and John Hurt are two people that this happened to. Uh-huh. But it's still Papa Justify and Mama Cecile. Yes. And they have lured Kate Hudson. And this is why you hear Jenna Rowland say, um, 
did you listen to her voice? She's not from here. Right. She's not going to understand the house. And she's like, well, she's blonde. Right. You know, or she's, I don't know. She's, she's whatever she she's, is. She's yeah. whatever she is. Because you get the feeling that, that Mama Cecile wants to be black again. Right. Right. She <laughs> and, doesn't want to be Kate Hudson. Yeah. And Skarsgård goes, the black ones never stay. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> right. And it's like, because the black ones are like, get out of the fucking house. Get the fuck house. out of the house. Right. Yeah. So, and so you have to have the sort of arrogant, would-be white savior. <laughs> right? And that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it is set up as it's almost like a typical white... You know, that's a term we use a lot. But yeah. like arrogant the white, white savior, savior story, story. And it gets flipped on its head. Right. It, and, and which harkens back to one of our favorite movies, The Wicker Man. Yes. Right? Except it's flipped because it's it's ladies. Yeah. But, you know, there there are a few. Like, there... What's the Zellweger one we were going to talk oh, about? Oh, it's Case 39? Yes. Or something like which that. Which is a I similar haven't... thing... Where yeah. she shows up and thinks she's gonna yeah. save the day. So this, so watching Skeleton Key the other day because I watch it often. I love it so much, and because I laugh, it makes me laugh at the end. I'm like, ha, yeah, ha, Kate, Kate Hudson, Hudson um, who's probably a lovely human. She's in probably real a life, lovely but human, yeah. but yeah, that character. Um, so you go into the little customers also watched, and it takes you down like an entire hole. And there's yeah. Case 39. There's Jezebel. Oh, yeah. There's Deadline with, um, oh, my gosh, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Who it R. hurts R. my heart. Um, the Marsh. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one that we can talk about if you want. And it's that that one's not... It's not the same thing, but it's it's still very Southern Gothic, which is a thing that we both the love. The gift. The gift. Yeah. But Case 39 is Renee Zellweger. She plays a social worker who, um, you know, goes into the hood. And thinks she's going to save everything. Yeah. And the, the takeaway from that I got from <clears throat> Case 39 is that ethnic parents are just bad. Right. Like when ethnic children in the city are bad, it's because their parents it's are just trash. It's because their parents trash. are bad. Right. But if when a white, a, kid, when is a white bad, kid is bad, it's demons. It's demons. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, if you know, I know we've talked about this before, but if you go all the way back, Candyman is the same. Mm-hmm. She goes into Cabrini Green. Yeah. They're like, you don't belong here. Like, you don't, don't know. Don't tell us how to live. Right. They warn her. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know? And it, it doesn't even, it's not even only in the horror genre, this white savior thing. It's like, um, oh, Goldie Hawn in, in Wildcats. <laughs> Mother of Kate Hudson. <laughs> Mother of Kate Hudson. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got Michelle Pfeiffer and that other one where she plays that teacher. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like, there's so many stories of gorgeous blonde women yeah. that go into the hood. And save the day. And save the day. Sure, yeah. You know? Goldie Hawn, a football coach. Yeah. And I love Goldie Hawn. I do Don't too. Don't get me wrong. But, but come on. Come on. Yeah. Um, and I love the gift, I think, is a nice, again, like reverse of Skeleton Key. Right. Because, again, in the gift, and we're talking about the, the older, the Sam Raimi, not the. Yeah, Jason. with starring Kate Blanchett yeah. and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves and Giovanni Gianna Reese, Reese and, and Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Um, is you have a woman in Kate Blanchett who understands the power at work. In right. fact, is she is the one with the gift. Yeah, she is the one with the gift. And she understands the the history of the place. Right. And I think that's the difference because Kate Blanchett, also a beautiful blonde woman. Right. Um man, I just watched a we just watched Elizabeth again the other night. She yeah. that woman can do no wrong. No. Um 
but it's it's not necessarily like the evil or stupid or whatever pretty blonde lady. She respects the history of the place, right? And that's the difference, right? That's the difference, and I, I yeah, and that's what I was going <clears> to <throat> say. It's like it's always a gorgeous blonde woman because like that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. But it's not even necessarily that the person is white. It's that the person. Does it exact? This person is presumptuous. I mean, you can take it even all the way back to one of my other favorite movies, Deliverance. Yeah, right. Where it's people who are, it's like an educated elite. Yes, right. Who feel like they can go out into the country and because they're educated and they're from the city, they that they know more. Right. And um, no. And it's about it. Always becomes like it's it's not that you. You don't know more. You know different. You know you different. You know different things. You don't know this place. You don't place. know this place. Right. Um, and and to, to come in here and presume that you know how things run. Right. Uh, or the power of certain things is a mistake. Yeah, it is. And I don't want to get into a whole thing. Um, but it is, it is also something you just see play out on the sort of, I don't know, in like a real world way a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and good Lord, we're talking as like two people who do theater for a living and <laughs> right. make movies and Ex- like, exactly. I studied humanities. I'm not right. pretending I'm like a, right. but, and I'm not, you know, I'm not from here originally, but I've lived here most of my life, but man, going back East to like where my family is, or even when I lived in Chicago, there is an assumption that if you have a Southern accent, you are somehow ignorant or whatever. Right. And that is to the point of even someone who, like, you could be a fucking Rhodes Scholar like Bill Clinton. And I know Bill Clinton has a world of issues. But I'm saying, like, you have Northerners like, well, he's just a hillbilly. Like, that dude went to Oxford. Right. Um, And so there's just this this belief that if you sound like you're from the South, you are somehow, I don't know. More, An idiot? Yeah. You're, yeah. You're ignorant. Um, and... I think that's what we see in in stuff like Skeleton Key and and where it's like that gets flipped. It's like no, you just you just, you just don't know. You, you just don't understand. Don't know and you don't understand. And you don't respect the past yeah. of this place. You, yeah, and that's you know I'm, I've, I've talked about it before. My Liz Michael, everybody knows Liz Michael. Um, and if you don't, she is a a, you, a, a personality in Dallas, yeah. a, a performer and a wonderful incredible person. actor, and, yeah, incredible yeah. actor, and just a wonderful person. But she loves New Orleans, uh-huh. and she goes to New Orleans as as much as she can. Right. And she always talks about how when she goes to New Orleans, she always makes sure to respect the town, and she says, "I am here to do good." I am not here to mess with anything. anything. I'm just here to listen to some good music and to party. And to do some drinking on the to, street, which is do legal. do some drinking on the street, which is legal. Yeah. That is what I am here to do. And, you know, you people may think that's crazy or whatever, but actually, I don't. No, I, I, I don't either. Like, and I respect you, New Orleans. Because of where we live, it's not hard to get to New Orleans. Right. Either you can drive it and it's not terrible, or you can fly really cheap. And be there in like 45 minutes um, or something. I mean, and like, even in like, if stuff filmed, I had an audition for a thing that shoots in New Orleans. I'm sure I'm not going to get it, but like, that's how close not we are. Not with that attitude. You're right. But that's how close we are, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, no one's like, oh, they're an out- actor in Dallas. They can go to Louisiana and shoot. Um, but it's weird because, I shouldn't say it's weird. New Orleans, to me, like, 
be- again, because our country is not ancient like Ireland. Right. We don't have buildings that are thousands of years old. There are like these special little places in the country that somehow hold a somewhat ancient power. And I know actually people lived here 10,000 years ago. But right. again, we've talked about that. Yeah. Um New Orleans and New England are two of those places right. for very different reasons. For de- yeah, and it's you know, and it's it's not it's not unrelated to the fact that that the, the people who were brought against their, their will, will to New Orleans right. come from a very ancient yes tradition and brought those traditions with them. And as is often the case, it somehow got fused with Catholicism. Right. Um, I mean, you've got French, Spanish, African, all of that. All in mixed yeah. together. And then you have like what they would call like, you know, the Creole like history and all of those things yeah. in a in what is relatively a small area. Right. Um also you have it's like when we talked about uh the last exorcism. Mm-hmm. Um you have such like wealth disparity in that city that there is like you know, you can see these like palatial estates from like antebellum time, uh-huh. and at the same time, there's still it's just it's just it's uh, it's unique in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. It, and there is like a I mean, there's a reason Anne Rice lived there and set her yeah, fucking stories dude, there. There's like there's an energy there that can that it cannot yeah. be denied. denied. It cannot be denied. If, if if you pull into New Orleans at the height of spring or summer, and it's at night, and you pull into the French Quarter. And you open your car door, you are going to smell flowers and decay. And de- and it all wrapped in one. All wrapped yeah. in one. And there is like, if a dude walked up and was like, I'm a 300-year-old vampire, you'd probably be like, eh, yeah, that I sounds believe about that. right. <laughs> that sounds legit. Whereas if that happened here, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, um, so it, it yeah, is interesting. It's very interesting. And I mean, I just, I love those Southern Gothic Movies and I'm always on the hunt. For, yeah, me too. For for new ones, it's one of my favorite subgenres and of, it's, of I, horror. I think like again the juxtaposition juxtaposition of the hole in the ground or something like the gift versus skeleton key or case thirty nine is mm-hmm. it's yes it's generally very beautiful white ladies because that's what Hollywood traffics in yeah, right. That's- it's true people like to see yeah that's what they think people whatever that's the whole thing Um, especially in the 90s and I I think it's starting the the wealth of 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 gorgeous blonde ladies of gorgeous blonde ladies at its height incredible but if you respect the past if you respect history you can survive a horror movie if you don't you will fucking die you will fucking die or your soul will be replaced yeah and you know and that's it and And that's it these are the lessons that we're trying to pass on to you right and I think uh, Deadline is also Brittany we we don't have time really to talk about it but Deadline falls into that you know Brittany Murphy plays a a, a writer of Uh course who is on a deadline of course was that clear? Hence the title. Yeah. And so she, of course, rents a spooky mansion. Yeah, cause because why that, not? Because that's where you go. You rent oh, a spooky God. Victorian Come on, mansion. Come on, y'all, stop. Um, Don't do it. Right. And um, and goes to finish her novel and, and of course, right. hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> um, yeah. Poor Brittany Murphy. I know. I, that really is a shame. Yeah. Um, 
check out The Hole in the Ground. If you haven't seen Skeleton Key, please go please watch go. it. It's also, so if you good. haven't seen The Gift, I feel like The Gift uh, is underappreciated. I feel like it's super underappreciated. I Everybody's in it. Kate yeah. Blanchett's in it. Hilary Swank Hillary is in Swank it. Hilary Swank is in it. Keanu Reeves, Giovanni Ribisi. Um, Ribisi is fucking killing it. Oh my god. And also, um, Keanu Reeves. It's like, fantastic. I mean, I love Keanu Dude, Reeves. Dude, Kinnear. Oh my God, Greg Kinnear is in yeah. it. And what's so genius about what Sam Raimi does is that he casts against type yes. in and this it's, movie. And, and it, it works. And it's Raimi at his Raimiest, but in a different way. It's in not Evil way. Dead Raimi. It's not Evil Dead Raimi. It's not Drag Me to Hell Raimi. It's mood style Raimi. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and the music. I love it. The, the score in The Gift is wonderful. Kate Blanchett. And you watch Kate Blanchett. And she, I mean, she's always doing the work. But it's like, you, it, you, it makes you marvel at the fact that you see her in something like Elizabeth. And you're like, she is definitely royalty. Right. And, and then, then you, you see her in this. And then you turn in The Gift. And you're like, yeah, I've seen that lady at Walmart. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it like. Is, it is truly. Nothing against Walmart. I love Walmart. No, but I do think it is what separates her, even from other some other great actors. Right. She. She's transformative. She is transformative. Yeah. Um, and Keanu Reeves, man. I've some of his say, best work. Some of his best yeah, work. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Keanu Reeves roles. Yeah. Um, who's the other one that's in it? Uh, Gary Cole is in it. He's at I Love oh Gary Cole. God. He's so great. I yeah. mean, this movie's great. You have go to see go, it. You have to go watch Go uh, see it. Like the it's gift. in the theater. <laughs> right. But also go watch the other The Gift with Justin Bateman. Yeah. It's also really good. Justin Bateman? Jason. Jason Bateman. Whatever. Justine. Justine, his sister. <laughs> right. That's right. Okay, I think we're out of time. Okay, cool. Before, you, before we go, do you have anything you want to say, Michael, I have, about anything special? I have something very important to say. So, we have been talking about it for weeks and weeks. It is finally here. It's here. Uh, Christy and I and some of our friends who are incredibly talented are making a movie. We're going to make a movie. It is called Final Dress, um, as in Final Dress Rehearsal. Uh-huh. We will very shortly be dropping our pitch video and yeah. our fundraising campaign. Yeah. Um, please, please, if you are a fan of Terra and Tacos, go follow Final Dress on, on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook. This is where we'll be updating people with casting news and uh -huh. links to the video when it's it's so close. We're probably so by the close. probably by the time this is released, it'll be out. Yeah. Um. So it's Final Dress. We're super excited. We're not going to pretend we we are close, but we we need help. Yeah, we um, we we need help. We and, need help. And, and my, if, this movie has been something that Mike and I have been talking about for years, a few years now. Yeah. yeah, and and Christie's directing. I wrote the screenplay. We have some other awesome people involved. Um, so please go check it out if if you can help when that's an option. We would we would love it. We and would we love would it. love you forever. Yeah, love um, you forever. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Thank you, Jim John. Uh, for our awesome theme music and thanks to all of you guys for listening every week uh, we I don't know we would still do it yeah but it's more fun to <laughs> know it's some more people fun are if, listening if some people are listening and I don't know what we're going to talk about next time but I am going to say that I can't wait to go watch Pet Cemetery. I don't know when the fuck that's coming out but um, I can't wait to talk about that yeah we're getting there yeah we're getting there alright thank you everybody we'll, we'll see you next time bye